new drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Afternoon drive, Goodman Fry. Watch us, MileEyeSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mon Forest Products Twitter feed at T Fry at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, it's dinner time. What are you thinking about? How about some barbecue? Got a Ooh. suggestion. Best barbecue place in the city, and I've been to a lot of them. Smoking Dave's Barbecue and Brew. They slowly smoke their brisket. They slowly smoke their ribs. They're Beans. I don't like beans. They have pork drippings in it. They have brisket drippings in it. Mac and cheese out of this world. Great desserts and some of the best non-barbecue options you will ever find on a menu because Dave did have a previous life. You went there and you loved it. Yeah, it was great. We had the triple. And that was brisket, pork, and ribs. And you had coleslaw and what else? The the corn Corn casserole. The corn bake. It was great. I've got the menu out in the car. I love that place. Take it home and we'll get to go also okay two things you need to get the smoked corned beef reuben is outrageously good and i've told you about the chicken yes. marsala yes so stinking good go find them in north denver and by the way this summer if you're driving up to estes park it's like finding a starbucks on every corner they have one basically two or three times on your drive up to estes park they took over and for people out in that area they took over and fixed up the old scott's diner which moved down the street yep. it, and it's an immaculate place yeah i cannot i mean if I ever went, somebody said to me recently, do you want to go here for barbecue? And I said, I felt like I was cheating on Dave, but I wouldn't even bother because I know it's not <laughs> going to be as good. Smoking Dave's Barbecue and Brew, you can find them in North Denver. Time now for the lead. The lead is presented by Smoking Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Get some tonight in Denver, Longmont, Lyons, and Estes Park. Okay, Avs lead the series. One zip against oh, the Oilers. Wait a minute. They scored another goal. I believe they did. I th- the magic number, by the way, is now seven to win yes. the Stanley Cup. The magic number is now seven. Reading Twitter last night and watching the postgame broadcast on TNT, we talked about this at the top of the show at four. You would have thought the Avs lost the game. At the end of the day, they didn't. Did they nearly blow a 7-3 lead? Yes. I like the way they played, believe it or not, better than I did in the third period against the Blues, which they went all defensive and went into a shell. At least they were aggressive in the, in the third period trying to score. As Lou Holtz used to say, the other side gives scholarships too. They're playing two of the best players in the world. Right. They're playing in a, a revitalized Evander Kane. They're playing, well, against a guy who playing goal who... Looks like he's a former jockey or something. Well, here's the thing, okay? Uh, I understand the criticism of the Avalanche, that it was an 8-6 to six game. I don't understand that criticism at all. Well, here's the thing. Well, no, uh, they nearly blew a 7-3 lead. He, th- but let's put something into perspective. The Oilers gave up eight goals. Yes. Eight. Eight goals. And it was seven, but because they were down by one, an empty netter still counts. They have bigger problems than the Avs. Oh, no and question. please don't try and bring to me the argument. Well, look what happened in game one against the Calgary Flames. They came <laughs> that's back, they, they that's came back and won four straight. I guarantee you that's what they're saying in Edmonton. I've, I, I've heard that already. 
When they came back, I don't think they're winning four straight against. No, the I don't either. They might. Of course, they could. I don't think they are. Uh, honestly, I, I, I'm just hoping it, it's it highly remains a highly entertaining series with names on the marquee that are good for hockey, and this series can be, this series can be good for hockey. The TNT guys were kind of, I think, reacting to traditional ways they think they're supposed to react instead of just saying, God, this was a great game. You know, there's Jared Bednar pointed out, has pointed out in his availabilities many times that you can almost break down every goal as a mistake. Every goal is a mistake. Right. Well, I'll say, I'll say this about, so that doesn't mean it's bad hockey. I'll, I'll say this about the Oilers offensively. They had some perfect passing. Yeah. Score some Dry, goals. Dry Seidel's pass. Perfect passing that the Patrick Wall, Martin Brodeur, if they were if their legs were stapled together, they wouldn't have made that save. Perfect <laughs> passing. And and you know what? You just tip your cap and say, that was a great pass. But then when Kemper lets in the third goal, which was terrible. Yep. That's when you point the finger and say, This guy might not be good enough. He I don't think he is. I don't know if he is. And by the way, going back to the criticism from TNT. I'll, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they're saying the Avs are the better team, but that won't be tolerated in the Stanley Cup final against the Rangers mm-hmm. or the Lightning. They won't win. Because they of the play goal like that. But yeah, giving up all those goals. I'll and tell the you, Rangers have, have Fox and the Lightning have Hedman on the fence. Yeah. I'll say this about the Edmonton Oilers. Snowmen are great in Alberta in December. They are not great on a golf card, and they are not great in your hockey box score. And that's what they let up. Eight goals. Yeah. I know the, I know the Avs gave up six. I get that. Their defense is better. Their goaltending is probably but- even between the two teams. And the they got to find a way. They, they did a really good job early on. Cycle, talking about the Avs. Cycling the puck out of their own zone. And they did it very quickly, but they've been good doing that all year. But once the Oilers got aggressive with their forecheck, the Avs had a difficult time getting it out. I'm going to retreat a little bit about midseason. Jared Bednar talked about how we need to we need to play t- we need to tighten up championships teams tighten up, and I said, "Oh God, here we go." Well, it's about time. They're 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 in the Western no, Conference no, Final, but I don't think you need to. This I've always wanted to ask coaches of this possibility that that because you're so offensively powerful, because you do give the defenseman mandate mandate or carte blanche to jump into the play, you just have to you're gonna have to accept the other side of that coin. Maybe you're gonna give up some goals. You shouldn't. You know, and, and I realize you're not gonna stand up there and, and say say, well we wanna we wanna win every game six to five. No, you're not. I mean you're not going to say that. But I would also I would also lobby for the fact that you can be a highly entertaining team playing to your strengths and just recognize and concede that you're going to give up some goals. You don't have to be the leader in the league in fewest goals allowed. You don't have to be. Well, that's I'll, not what makes this team what makes this team great. I'll, I'll give you an example. And, and I'll use the NFL as a parallel. When you have a high-flying, high-scoring offense, you're not going to be on the field a long time. No. Meaning you're either going to throw incompletions or you're going to score quickly. You have to be willing to accept that your defense, no matter how talented it is, is going to struggle because they're going to be on the field longer. They give up. You win 27-24 or greater than that. 
when you when your offense can score in two to three minutes, or you're throwing the ball all over the yard and you have three incompletions because you want to score in three mm-hmm. minutes, you have to be willing to accept that. Let's look at a Buffalo Bills team that I covered back in the mid to let back in the mid to early 1990s. That K gun offense with Jim Kelly. Did you cover wide right? No. I was not there. That was 1990. I started covering them in 94. Okay. So Marv Levy had to accept the fact that running a two-minute offense for the entire game with Jim Kelly, Kelly calling the plays, no matter how much talent they had on that defense, which was talented, Cornel- Phil Hansen, Cornelius Bennett, uh, Smith, three. Bruce Smith. Bruce Smith, right. Okay. And they, they were pretty good in their secondary as well. No matter how much t- Daryl Talley, you had to understand that your defense was going to be gassed if every single, if every single series is going to be a two-minute offense. At the challenge for the defense in that situation is to make the key stops. Right, and they did not all the times. stops, the key stops. That's right. Now that, I, that can be a great defense too. Now think about this. I believe, I believe, in their first trip to the Super Bowl, they scored forty-one points, fifty-one points. And they gave up three. That is an aberration. It was against the Raiders. Mm-hmm. I believe that was the AFC Championship game. That didn't happen very often. They had a lot of talent on defense, though. I haven't brought this up before, and maybe you don't want me to. Have you ever been to beautiful Fredonia, New York? Yeah, because the uh, Bills had their training camp. There. Yeah, I've been there many a couple of times. I wouldn't call it beautiful. It was kind of fun. What, why to go to Fredonia State? Just to get away from everything. They were you traveled to Fredonia State yeah, to take a doing, vacation? No, I was doing a story on Thurman Thomas and Emmett Smith, ah, uh, being good friends. And so I went to the Cowboys camp in Austin. I went to the Bills camp in Fredonia and talked. To, and I also went to Dallas for Emmett Smith's birthday party. And they they shared. I if I'm remembering it right, Emmett Smith and Thurman Thomas were good friends and shared the same birthday. So they had a birthday party in Dallas, and then I went from there to follow each one of them to training camp and write about well, there's, there's write a, about their friendship. Well, there's a reason why Emmett Smith really likes Thurman Thomas, because he has two more rings head to head. Yes, that was right it's, after. It's the, easier to be friends with somebody when you have the upper the, hand. The, the actual the uh, the impetus for that story was watching them kind of hug and commiserate on the field after after the Cowboys. Crushed them. You know what? I'd be curious. You know, be I don't want to say more interesting, but you know, it'd be a more interesting story to me: the friendship between Barry Sanders and Thurman Thomas, because mm-hmm. they were both at Oklahoma State. Yeah, I'd be curious to know what that friendship is like. Well, who was the best one in college? Who was the best player in, in, in college or no, in the NFL? NFL. Oh, well, well, if you're talking about all around player, Barry because Sanders. The, well, Sanders as a runner, yeah, but Thurman Thomas caught more passes. But then again. It was, it was, the, the offense was set up that way. The offense mm-hmm. was set up that way. Barry Sanders, one of the greatest running backs of all time. No question. Me, you know, but, 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 you know, you, you look, you look at his play by play, two yard loss, three yard loss, 40 yard run. I'm kind of laughing now because we were talking last week about, about, uh, distribution of carries for the Broncos. The dumbest thing. Wayne Fonts ever did when he was coaching the Lions was not give Barry Sanders the ball enough. Right. right. Uh, run him. Yeah, you run him into the ground, but he's the great, perhaps the greatest linebacker, linebacker, running back of all time with Walter Payton. How much, how much do you know? I'd, li- I'd like to know how many carries he got. I haven't really. How much do you know about Barry at. Sanders' career early on? Not a lot. Well, I covered the guy who turned Barry Sanders' career around. His name is Dale Burkholder. 
No, I don't. I haven't, I'm not Dale familiar Burkholder, with the name. Dale Burkholder was a head coach <clears throat> in Topeka, Kansas at the time when I covered him, his team. Uh, was what, high to, school? High school. But Dale Burkholder went to, I think it was Shawnee, Shawnee something. I can't remember the name of it. But before he went to that school. Shawnee Mission? Yeah. Well, no, that was Kansas City. I can't remember the name of the team. But before he went to Topeka, Kansas to be a head coach for a high school team, he was a head coach in Wichita, Kansas. Oh. And he's the guy who turned Barry Sanders into a running back. How did he do it? He made him the running back. What did he do? He literally he just told him you're a running back? Yeah, because the coach before him didn't want Barry Sanders to play running back. What, what did he want him to play? I can't remember the position. Probably but he, wide receiver. I can't remember the position, but the other coach would not play Barry Sanders at running back, and then Dale took over and made him a running back, and the rest literally is history. Coming up after the break, NFL.com's Nick Shook wrote a terrific article called The Top 10 NFL Deep Passers of 2021. You know Russell Wilson's on it, but where is he on it? And how much will that deep passing offense benefit the Broncos and who, which player will it benefit the most? That's next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back, Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Fry, watch us, mileisports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at T Fry at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about my guy and my friend Eric Cook at Farmers Insurance. He started his own agency. I've been working with Eric for years. He does my auto, he does my home, he also uh, does my health insurance as well. And a lot of guys who do commercial auto home life, they don't do health insurance. That's what he does with me as well. And he can do that with you too. Love this about Eric. He is very quick to return phone calls and emails. He's attentive and he treats every client like they are his only client. And that is one of his greatest strengths. He has a terrific team over 70 years of experience. They know the right questions to ask to get you the right policy. They check in every year with you to make sure you have what you need in terms of insurance. Give them a call today, 303-790-8089. 303-790-8089. Time now for the buzz. The buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Eurosport. Go for a test drive today in Denver or Parker because everyone deserves a luxury car buying experience. Or find them online at rmeurosport.com. NFL.com's Nick Shook wrote an article titled The Top 10 NFL Deep Passers of 2021. Russell Wilson checks in at number eight. No surprise there. He's considered to be one of the best deep ball passers in the league, while the rest of the AFC quarterbacks are also listed in the top 10 as well. I think a lot of guys, Terry, can benefit from the deep ball. And I can think of two or three guys specifically who will really benefit 
from the deep ball. Who do you got? I'll take Jerry Judy. Okay. Why? A prime opportunity to be in the spotlight. An ego that is fitting for it. What do you mean by that? Well, he's, he's give me the ball. Give me the ball. Yep. That's what you need that as long as, as it's not destructive. But I would put him number one. I'll give you three guys who I think will benefit more. Although I think Judy's going to potentially have a fantastic season. If KJ Hamler is healthy, he's the number one beneficiary because he is the home run threat because he can blow the top off of a defense and Russell Wilson can get him the ball. Can he get open and can he catch it? Well, he can get open. He's had some drop problems. He's also had problems staying healthy. Mm -hmm. So he needs to be on the field for him to have those opportunities. But if he is on the field, I see him being a guy who can really, really... Listen, he's going to stretch the defense because of his speed, period. But if we're being completely honest, K.J. Hamler is the fourth option Mm -hmm. as far as wide receiving options. But he gives you that deep play threat. But I'll I'll take the deep play threat and I'll turn it around. I'll tell you, I think my benefit even more, Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. Why? How? Because if you have a deep threat, those safeties can't creep up. And that's going to give more room for those running backs to run. You can't have guys stacking the line of scrimmage. But they're not the guys involved in the actual deep threat. They don't have to be. When you have it when when you when you look at the Broncos quarterbacks over the last six years, Joe Flacco could throw the ball deep, but he wasn't good. But well, at least he wasn't good here. When you have a quarterback who is not a deep threat, what do the safeties do? They get closer and closer to the line of scrimmage. It's kind of like when you're in Little League and you have a kid that you know can't hit, and the coach yells out, Everybody move in! Everybody move in from the outfield. There's always that jerk. Right. The point is, if you have a guy who can throw a deep ball, and that's always potentially in that arsenal, you cannot cheat. You cannot shade. Because all you have to do is have K.J. Hamler get behind that defense, and he will be wide open. Jerry Judy has that speed as well. So with a guy who can throw the deep ball, and you have two guys, but really K.J. Hamler who has that type of speed, you cannot cheat. So you will rarely have two safeties or one safety in the box. Do Sutton and Patrick fit in that at all? Say it again? Do Sutton and Patrick fit in that at all? I think that Patrick is more of a possession receiver. He's got really good hands. Mm-hmm. Cortland Sutton is kind of a mix. He's more of your jump ball type of guy in the end zone. So I think you have a bunch of different types of wide receivers. You have Judy, who can run fantastic routes. He has terrific speed. Hamler has great straight line speed. You have Tim Patrick, who is a great possession guy, and that's not a knock on him at all. And Cortland Sutton, who can do a little bit of everything. How much is Wilson going to have to keep the play alive to be able to do this? Well, listen, he's a mobile guy anyway. He doesn't mind extending plays. And yes, a lot of it comes down to his offensive line. But that offensive line with him doesn't have to be perfect. He put up some pretty astounding numbers behind an offensive line that wasn't good. This offensive line for the Broncos is better. Is Billy Turner going to be able to play there? Well, we'll see if he's healthy. I think he's, I think he, while he's not the incumbent, Calvin Anderson is, and it wouldn't surprise. It's going to be Billy Turner if he's healthy. I believe it will be too. 
But on day one of training camp, I'd be very surprised if Calvin Anderson isn't lining up at right tackle. But that does not mean he is the starter. I think it's out of respect you put him there. And is Garrett Bowles capable of reverting to two years ago and showing that he he is over the hump? He is an elite tackle. I think he has matured tremendously because I've had a chance to talk to him during mini camp so far. He says all the right things. And you've talked to him, too. Yeah, I really I love doing the story on him after the draft. He, it was one of the more enjoyable stories I've done in a long time. He knows what he needs to do. He's always known what he needs to do, mm-hmm. even at a young age here. But he has a very difficult time executing it. There are guys who know the right things to say, and then there are guys who know the right things to say yet act differently. Mm-hmm. And I think he has grown up. <clears throat> I think he is now considered one of the leaders in that offensive line room. Whereas if the guys had the opportunity back in his rookie (laughs) year to literally tar and feather him, they would have, they didn't like him. He, he didn't, or he didn't have anybody's respect at all, but he has grown up a lot. And that room is pretty much turned over. Nobody's there. Cushion, Cushionberry, Reisner. None of those guys were there. I mean, we're, we're, we're going back to the Matt Paradis days. Mm -hmm. And now that feels like ages ago. Bowles is now considered a leader and he's gone through a lot and I'm rooting for that guy. Um, Garrett Bowles is a perfect example of a guy who does not need a kick in the ass. He needs a pat on the back. He needs to feel loved. That is how he is wired. And if you look at his background that you have done extensive work on, just looking at the psychology of it, (laughs) you can see why he needs to be loved. I just remember his wife telling me that he loved he loved working with garage doors and the garage door openers. It was just, it was really funny. He said he said he he would come over and fix my garage door anytime I wanted. He just loved doing garage doors. That's he, that's a real guy. Well, you know what? He can come do mine if I have any problems. I'll give him a call. I'll, I'll be, and you know what? He doesn't even need a ladder. <laughs> that's true. Right. He can probably just reach the top. Just, just by standing, not even on his toes. Coming up after the break, game one of the NBA Finals is tomorrow night between the Celtics and Warriors. Who do you like? What's the most intriguing matchup? And if Steph Curry wins another title, that will be four. Matching LeBron, too shy of Jordan. Should this guy be considered one of the greatest players of all time? That's next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive, Goodman Fry. Watch us at You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at tfry, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale loan to the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Low T99. Testosterone treatment made easy and affordable. For just $129 per month, they'll send you testosterone, supplies, and the price includes lab work. Go to lowt99.com. 
Game one of the NBA Finals tomorrow night between the Celtics and the Warriors. Certainly, I'm interested in the game. But, Terry, I love great storylines. I love great matchups. I mean, one classic matchup dates back to 1991 when Scottie Pippen was the primary defender on Magic Johnson. Mm -hmm. And then Michael Jordan took some time with Magic Johnson. I'm not suggesting this is the same, but I will be fascinated to see who Marcus Smart guards, okay? Mm-hmm. Whether it's going to be Clay Thompson or whether it's going to be Steph Curry. And then on the flip side, will Steve Kerr slap Draymond Green onto Jason Tatum? I see a little bit of the similarities between this and the series where we've been talking about the Oilers and Avalanche. Two, set, two, two players on each team that are absolute superstars. And how entertaining it can be. Uh, well, different any, types of superstars. Smart is a good offensive player, but he's a he's defensive player of the year. Tatum and Brown, though, are who yep. I'm thinking of for yep. Boston. But, but they're not Clay Thompson and Steph Curry. They're not even the same league. Oh, I think they are. No, they oh, are. they are no, now. No, 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 no. And I, I, I would like to see Ime Udoka get some credit as a coach, step out of the step out of the background a little bit. He's from He is from Portland, went to Jefferson High School in Portland State. And he's Anytime winning. you can get an Oregon yes. reference, you will just take advantage you know, of it, won't you? You know what it looked like yesterday Man. out there? Out, what, it's like, like Andrew with the Atlanta Braves or North Carolina. Oh, by the way, they're here tomorrow. Is he going to be there? I was going to ask Who's him. that? Andrew. Is he going to be where? At the Rockies Atlanta series. Heck yeah, he's going to be there. Absolutely, he will be there. Okay. He bought tickets. He buys tickets for those for that oh, series. 17 Atlanta Braves hats out in the lobby. He, he should come by and pick them up and go. Well, we stole all of them from him. Why'd you do that? We tackled him. We uh, we covered him in toilet paper like a mummy, and then we blindfolded him, kicked him out of the room, and took his hat. Hey, I'm not one of those people who talk about where they're where they're from. It was to, Danny's to, idea to the point of excess that you say, "Well, we'll move back." I'm just recognizing I do have some roots in Oregon. I know that's okay. You know, any again, any the, when we talked about he, he, Sam Howell, North Carolina quarterback, possibly being the number one pick. I mean, I, I got a heavy diet of that. Did you uh, hear about the conversation Justin Adams and I had on the air about the NBA Finals? He said he was watching Michael Jordan just rip apart the Portland Trailblazers in that first game of this 1992 yep, Finals. Yep. And then it, he, he realized he was never going to be Michael Jordan, but he could be Marv Albert, the guy giving the call on the television. Wait, that, say it again? That, that's oh, how, yes, Just, that's how that. Justin got into Brian. Right decided he wanted to get into broadcasting. Well, I was sitting about, oh, 15 feet from Michael Jordan when he shrugged and went like that because I was there for the Portland Oregonian covering the series for for the Oregonian. Right. That was the team with Clyde Drexler and Terry Porter. Well, and, a little backstory on that that you may or may not know because you covered that series. Yeah. I did not. Yes. Michael Jordan was so upset that people were comparing him to Clyde Drexler. <laughs> he said, you're going to see the difference between me and Clyde Drexler in this series. Clyde Drexler was a great player. He was, but Jordan was insulted. On another level. But Jordan was insulted that people were comparing the two of them. He said, Clyde Drexler is nowhere near the player I am. Oh, I think he was, he was in the same stratosphere. So maybe this is semantics. Um, no, he wasn't. I also covered the... the wait, wait, hold on. Wait, stop. Hold on. Let me ask you something. Is Michael Jordan one of the top five players of all time? Yes. Top three? 
Yes. Number one? Yes. Okay. Where's Clyde Drexler on that list? Historically. Uh, I'll say 25, maybe. Okay. Well, if you're not top 10, you're not in the same stratosphere. As you and I talked about yesterday, when it comes to the Hall of Fame, whoever gets in, they probably deserve to be there. But then there is a key for a small little room that no one has been in, <laughs> except for those guys and guys like Jordan, Magic, Bird, Steph Curry, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, they all get to, Will Chamberlain, Bill Russell, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Shaquille O'Neal, they get to go in that room. Mm-hmm. Clyde Drexler is standing on the outside of the door. I, so he's not in the same stratosphere, not even close. I think we're, we're arguing semantics here. He was a great player. Great he's player. In, he's in the top 25-ish. Yeah, yeah. Ish. yeah but there's a difference between 1 and 25. I also covered the uh, mid-1980s series between the Celtics and the Lakers that was coast to coast LA stinks mm-hmm. um, the, the Boston Garden being 115 degrees for game seven right uh, the Boston Globe staff standing up and cheering when the Celtics how many titles won. did Magic win I don't know I think he won three Bird won two does that sound right yeah yeah and Steph Curry's on the precipice of four and oh by the way let me point something out here okay Steph Curry could win another title and has won titles. Magic won five. Magic won five? Yes. Wow. Okay. And and how many did Bird win? Three? What do you got, Danny? Move those magic fingers. My computer's being... It's okay. He won 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 three. Okay. With that, you want to know how great Steph Curry is? Everybody talks about Kevin Durant winning a title with the Warriors. Steph Curry didn't need Kevin Durant, but no. Ke- but Kevin Durant needed Steph Curry. Correct. And that's the difference. Don't tell me about Kevin Durant, who wanted to go off to the Nets and pair up with his buddies. What has he won? Jack. <laughs> it's Steph Curry, who's the guy who stirs the drink. You give Clay Thompson any credit at all? Steph- Clay Thompson is, is Scottie Pippen. Oh, I think he's better than that. I mean, Scottie Pippen was a terrific all-around player. Okay, I'll put it to you like this. And you and I can disagree all day. Scottie Pippen was a better all-around player than Clyde Drexler. And that's not close because he was a tremendous defensive player. Mm -hmm. And he guarded Magic Johnson in the finals. And Magic wasn't necessarily on his game. If Okay, so if you're going to put Clyde Drexler at 25, where the hell are you putting Scottie Pippen? Because Scottie Pippen is not the 15th greatest player of all time, and I'm a huge Pippen guy. Mm-hmm. I, I, so so I, Drexler I, can't be that high. It can't be 25. Okay, when I sit down and put a pencil to paper, I'll tell you where that happens. Okay. So Steph Curry, and we could probably talk more. Well, let's talk more about that. By tomorrow. the way, yeah, that, that's a tendency I've noticed in sports journalism, and I'm sometimes embarrassed by it. We talk about, well, he's in the top. He's in the top ten, and then you name right. You name people, and you get your your. You've got a hundred people on the paper, right? Well, I mean, it, it's easy to come up with. You know, who, who would you? Okay, it's, it's we'll play the game. Who would you rather have, Clyde Drexler or Kevin Durant? I'd rather have Kevin Durant. I would, and I'm not a big Kevin Durant guy. I like Clyde Drexler, mm-hmm. terrific player, but I'd rather have Kevin Durant, and I, I'd rather have LeBron. I'd almost, I'd almost rather have Jokic, and actually, I would. Well, what I hope for the, I hope for in this series is highly entertaining 
that it goes seven games, yep. that somebody went, each team wins at least once on the opposing floor, because I think that adds spice to it. I, I just hate predictable NBA home and home. You have two really good defensive teams, and but I think the Warriors have more firepower. And I think Draymond Green, if he can just hang in Tatum's hip pocket, He's going to cause some problems. He is such a pest. And getting back to what you said about Clay, Clay Thompson is a terrific player. I think he's healthy now. Yeah, I think Clay Thompson is a terrific player. He first of all, people don't understand how good he is defensively. Mm-hmm. Clay Thompson's a terrific defensive player. He's not Pippen, but he's terrific defensive player. And I would say Clay Thompson's a better outside shooter than Scottie Pippen for sure. Yeah, that there's no doubt. But then again, Scottie Pippen is the guy who essentially invented point forward mm-hmm. like Dirk Nowitzki stretch four and Jokic I don't know what we've come up for him but he's something he is something clearly mm-hmm. but I just think when you throw in pool and you throw in all those offensive weapons for the Warriors for as good as the Celtics are defensively I just don't know if they can guard all those guys uh, and- I'll take I have a hard time disagreeing with any of that but I'll take I'll take the Warriors in 7. And I would take the and I would take the Warriors too. And I like the Celtics. I said from the beginning I think they're going to go to the finals. The only thing that would change for me is is if Marcus Smart just puts a glove <laughs> on Steph Curry and I don't think he will. Gary second incarnation of Gary Payton. Right. Well, he's a defensive player there. So is so is Gary Payton. It's going to be hard to contain Steph Curry cuz he takes all these crazy outside shots that he keeps making. I don't know how you guard that guy, but if you're going to have a guy to guard him, it might as well be the defensive player of the year. Yeah. But then you're leaving, then you're leaving Clay Thompson open and you're leaving pool. Open. Would, would the, could you make the argument that you, you just, okay, go to it, Steph, Steph, go to it. We're going to guard. We're going to worry about everybody else. Well, no, they have the, Warriors have other options mm-hmm. and that's the, the, not just Clay. the Celtics are better Closer to the rim. I don't think anybody in the league, I don't know if anybody in the league, in league history, can match the Warriors perimeter game. Mm-hmm. No one. But, not, yeah. not especially since you throw in pool. But at some point, could you concede that in an attempt to in attempt to counteract the other things they do? Well, I, I think that's what the Nuggets probably tried to do, too. You know, you know you're better on the inside. At the end of the day, when you shoot a three-point shot, there's a reason why it's called a low-percentage shot. But then again, when you have a guy like Steph Curry, who's roughly 43, 44% career-wise from three-point range, and he stretches the floor so well, he's an impossible guy to guard. Do you think Nuggets fans should feel better because of the way the Warriors looked after beating the Nuggets? Well, let me throw this at you. Who went to the NBA Finals last year? The Phoenix Suns. Mm -hmm. Who did the Nuggets lose to? Phoenix Suns. Year before, who did they lose to? Was that in the bubble? When uh, yeah. they lost to the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. The Lakers won. Oh, and so in the last three years, the Nuggets have lost to the team that eventually went to the finals or won it. Okay, Mike Malone. So you can sit, Michael. So you can, <laughs> right? Don't say that. I remember Tim. This, this ain't hockey, pal. I remember what Tim Conley said. I, hockey, I've, pal. I've known him as Mike for t- 20 years, and all of a sudden he's Michael. By the way, Tim Conley didn't mean it, I'm guessing, but he, he kind of took a shot at the Nuggets. You hear what he said? He said, Carl Anthony Towns is the best outside, is the best shooting big man in basketball. 
I don't know if that's a shot. He won the three-point contest. Yeah, a lot of guys won the three-point contest. What does that mean? It means he was the best shooter in the league this year. He and didn't, he's a big because guy. he won he a contest. Yeah. He didn't say oh, he was. He didn't say he was the best player in the NBA. No, he did not say that. He says the best shooting big man in basketball. I just think it's a little too close to home and a little too. Oh, soon. I think it's a way he found a way to qualify it to make it not necessarily a denigration of Jokic. And you know what? There's a reason why Jimmy Butler didn't want to stay with the Minnesota Timberwolves because he didn't want to play with Carl Anthony Towns. I thought you were going to say it was cold. No. Well, it is cold. How about Edwards? I don't know. Edwards, good. Yeah. What do we have coming up on Argonaut Wine and Liquor, just in case you missed it? A new way to watch some regional sports. That's something that fans in this area have been craving for a long time. Could another market have just set the model? And also another NBA storyline that I have my eye on. Uh, You guys talked about the importance of defense in this one. A lot about defense with one of the guys taking the all-defensive teams very personally. We'll talk about that next right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry on Mile High Sports. I can't get no relief. Businessman there to drink my wine. Afternoon drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. There's a great saying that music is the soundtrack of your life. When you hear this song, either of you, Danny or Terry, does this make you think of anything? Actually, it doesn't. Okay, Danny? I think it makes me think of Superbad, because I think this is the song they played at the beginning of that. Well, Andrew Mason would be very disappointed in you. (laughs) Both of us, or no, just Danny, because no. Danny knows. Uh, Andrew could not stop quoting The Simpsons and Seinfeld, and this is the Elaine Bennis dance. Oh yeah, really? Okay, that's this is the Elaine Bennis. Yeah, dance. I, d- I didn't remember that. And I use the term dance very loosely. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Sasquatch Casino and Blackhawk. Just in case you missed it, is presented by Argonaut Wine and Liquor. You need to see why Westward named it the best liquor store in Denver. Five years running. Or order online at ArgonautLiquor.com. Just in case you missed it, Red Sox and Bruins fans are getting a new way to watch games and other regional sports network programming with the launch of NESN 360. Uh, In that app, you can either sign in via your cable provider or pay... For a plan. You are so not Boston. It's not NESN. It's Nesson. Nesson. Nah, <laughs> it's NESN. Hey, yes. I almost you, worked for them. Have you actually. popped your car? Um, I lived, a, in, I lived in Rhode Island for three years. I didn't pick up the the uh, accent, and I'm very thankful N-E-S-N. for NESN. NESN 360. The YES network in New York. You yeah. The, yes the Y-E-S, yes. <laughs> yeah. How much is it? It is $29.99 a month with a $1 promotional price for the first month, or you can pay $329.99 for a year. 
And for a limited time, you also get eight Red Sox tickets. Uh, this could be a model for Altitude to follow if they so choose. Is $30 a month a fair price for two teams' games and uh, other well, regional content? They're, they're dipping their toe in the water on that with some other outlets. Uh, the Nuggets smart. The Nuggets and the Avalanche, I mean. Yeah. It's a smart way to go. You make some extra money and it's all yours. Have we? You don't have to share with Comcast. Okay, 100% serious. Have you given up any hope of them ever settling with Comcast? I think with the magistrate that they have, and I've been told the by someone conference. who knows this guy well. Haggerty? Yep. That he this is this is what Haggerty, Michael Haggerty. I was told that, quote, this guy is the Michael Jordan of arbitration. Or uh, he is absolutely the best of the best. And if he cannot get it done, this will never get done. Why the delay, though? Why hasn't it gotten done? They've had to push it back several times. Don't know. I have no idea. But if anybody can get it done, it will be this guy. And if he can't, I don't know if it will get done. Stan, just take what you can get and get back on time. Here's my question for Stan. Okay? And I like Josh very much. But here's my question for Josh and Stan. You said that if we take this deal, or Hutchings said it, if we take this deal, we're going to be losing a lot of money. It's what are lost you do- leader. What are you doing now? You haven't made a penny. Not even being on the air. Do you remember the hamburger argument? Hamburger, that it costs $5 to make a hamburger. We're selling for 10 and you want to pay us two. Yeah. But it's a loss leader. It's got to be a loss leader. It's a promotional outlet for your teams. Right. I don't have much sympathy if Comcast and other major carriers are trying to run regional sports networks out of the, out of the game. But the problem is, as the market has been evolving... You have to adjust except what you can. Right. That was Argonaut Wine and Liquor. Just in case you missed it, they always have great specials. All 750 milliliter Spanish and Portuguese wines, 15% off. And don't forget, Argonaut delivers all over the Denver metro area. If you decide to get something over 100 bucks, they're going to deliver for free. Westward named to the best liquor store in Denver. Five years running. Check them out off of Colfax or online at Argonaut Liquor. Com. That's going to do it for us. Nolan, Danny, great job today. Same with you, Terry. Thanks. I will be on remote tomorrow. Make it the best possible night you can. Bye.